Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The best part of the hunting season is finally here. We've waited for this all year long. Now let's make it count with some great gear from our partners. First up, Tacticam is our title sponsor, and their point-of-view cameras are my go-to method for filming my hunts. Their new 6.0 camera has added a 1-inch LCD touchscreen that has totally changed the game for me. Its lightweight design, weatherproof housing, and one-touch operation really simplify the self-filming process and make sure that I have high-quality footage to share with my family and friends. My personal favorite for archery season is two 6.0 cameras, one on a stabilizer mount on my bow and one on a bendy clamp mount for an over-the-shoulder angle. And I pair this with a Tacticam remote so I can turn both cameras on with the push of a single button. To learn more or pick up your 6.0 today, head over to Tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. Now as the temps begin to drop, I know I'll be hunting in comfort with my Huntworth camo. Huntworth is making high-quality, technical hunting clothing at a fraction of the price of other brands. This time of year, I'm making sure to layer smart. I start with a set of base layers, either the Casper or the Bangor, which I have found to be very comfortable and moisture-wicking. Next, I'll have on either my Elkins midweight top and bottom or my Saskatoon heavyweight top and bottom. Either way, I'm also going to be bringing my Saskatoon vest. And because the hunting often gets better when the weather turns nasty this time of year, the Winstead rain suit lives in my hickory pack all the time. And I can honestly say that this is the best rain suit that I have ever used. You can learn more or grab your Huntworth gear today at HuntworthGear.com. And finally, the Onyx Hunt app is an absolutely indispensable tool for me this time of year. If I'm not in the action, I'm going to be making a move to go find it. And the Onyx Hunt app helps me identify those terrain features that I want to key in on with their latest aerial imagery additions. 
The app now has fully functional 3D on both iOS and Android, low-resolution satellite images updated every two weeks with historic look-back, and leaf-off imagery, all in addition to the base maps that you've always had in the app. Get more out of your maps this season and know where you stand with the Onyx Hunt app. Now let's get into this week's show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. I'm your host, Pierce Nellis, and with me is, as always, Mr. Josh Raley. How you doing, Josh? Pierce, doing well, man. I'm uh, I'm having flashbacks to our episodes that we recorded on the way up when I was driving up to Wisconsin uh, this <laughs> Likewise. past fall. <laughs> I'm on I'm on the road once again, headed to South Carolina to do a little consulting, actually a lot of consulting this weekend. So, yep. um, yeah, on the road, but uh, glad to be on the glad to be on here with you. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to have you as always, you know, you know, I was thinking the same thing and I was like, as you were, were you getting everything set up in the car and stuff, I was you know flashing back as well when we did that how to hunt deer episode at like four in the morning or something like that we were both on the road yeah Um, that was wild that was absolutely wild (laughs) that was real time that was really really real time Um, i need to go back and listen to that episode because i'm pretty sure most of what i said wasn't coherent (laughs) Uh, because i i had driven through the night so yeah that's uh, right that's right i was your uh, uh that's i totally forgot that's what you were doing that's right yeah i drove through the night so you're it it worked out for us to record then because you were going to be driving too, but it was like, it was going to get me through that last hour or so before the sun started coming up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know that I'm right there with, I don't even remember if I, I don't think I even listened to that one. I think I was just like, you know what? I I'm sure it sounded okay, but uh, you know, I'm just going to keep on rolling and pretend it didn't happen and, yeah, nobody said it was deer. awful, so we're all right. <laughs> we'll take what we can get. That's got to be a good sign. But yeah. so you know, it, it's it's kind of fitting that you're you're on the road as we record this right now. Um, you know, I was uh, recently in the last couple episodes that we've done, um, not this past week that we did with Sam, but uh, the two weeks prior, we'd done a couple Instagram polls and. Uh, we we discussed some hot topics and stuff around, you know, cell cams and earn a buck, youth hunting. Um, and we did some Instagram polls over on our uh, Instagram page uh, at the Wisconsin Sportsman Pod. Um, and I thought, you know what, what the heck? I'm going to just going to take the temperature of our audience and our followers. And I'm just going to ask if there's any topics, any anything that folks want to hear about. Um, and I got into a nice uh, little exchange with uh, one of our followers named Jason um, so Jason, if you're listening to this, um, this is the, the, the next, I don't know how much time we got here. The next like 58 minutes, this is all on you, buddy, but, uh, or, your or, fault. or thank you. We'll see. Fault, Jason. <laughs> 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 but so Jason, uh, mentioned that he, he, he really enjoyed hearing. Um, I don't know if he really enjoys it. Hopefully he enjoyed it enough, but he mentioned that he, um, you know, liked hearing about how we prep for hunting trips you know you and i are on the road a ton whether it be for work or for hunting or fishing or you name it really um and you know 
uh, deer season's a blur always, right? And right. it kind of sounds like, you know, I think just listening to some of our episodes that we did this past fall, it can sound at times like we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants when we're joking about how like, yeah, I haven't really packed yet. And, you know, we're going to be here on this <laughs> date and, you know, we'll, we'll see who really knows. But, you know, there's, there really is a lot that goes into our trips, um, regardless of what they are. It could be hunting, fishing, uh, you know, going on a camping trip with the family, who knows. Um, but, you know, there, there, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, right? And there's a lot of prep that goes in. There's a lot of conversations being had, a lot of, uh, you know, going over the schedule with, uh, you know, family members and significant others and all that. Um, you know, your boss is going around the work schedule and stuff. So I, I thought it would be a great opportunity as we head into 2024 and we have some uh, some new hunts on the horizon uh, or just new new trips, new goals in general. Um I thought we'd take Jason up on his suggestion and just kind of unpack what all goes into our prep now that we're at the start of the year and we're starting to look at the year ahead. Um, so I guess, Josh, to start things out here, like when and, you know, I guess where, um, you know, if if applicable, does the planning start for you? Is it by state? Is it by species? Is it right after, you know, this past year's hunt what where, where does it start for you yeah it's, it's typically going to start with with species right so we're mm -hmm. talking you know what what season is coming so right now i've got my eye on uh, my eyes on turkey season you know mm -hmm. trying to figure out what that's going to look like what i'm going to do for for turkey season but it starts with species then very quickly transitions over to over to state like what what specific state am i planning on hunting um and then where within that state offers me what i'm looking for now uh you know for deer hunting that typically has to do with quality of the animals that i can have a reasonable expectation of of encountering mm -hmm. and with turkeys it's all about population density right like i want to be i don't care if every turkey i kill from now until i'm done turkey hunting is a two-year-old uh you know i just want to be around a lot of turkeys so uh, that's kind of my progression. You know, it starts with season, very quickly goes to state, very quickly goes to region within that state that's going to give me what I want. But then about that time that I'm deciding on region, that's when I really start dialing in, uh, you know, with when am I going to be going and when do I have a window of opportunity? And that involves my wife, that involves my, uh, you know, my father-in-law, my parents, when they can watch kids when they can be a help to my wife. So, you know, just trying to make sure that, you know, things at home aren't going to fall apart whenever I'm gone. So I try to, I try to make it as, as painless as possible. Although I do know it, it causes quite a disruption. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> in all the conversations that you and I have had throughout the fall and throughout the spring, I'm mean, really over the past couple of years here that we've been, uh, <clears throat> you know, but I think we it's weird that man still that we've only gotten to like meet up to hunt once like that, that still right. blows my mind. Like all the talking of hunting that we do and like all just all the talking we are, we, we do in general. <laughs> I mean, it, it still blows my mind that we've only got one Turkey hunt uh, and a, a short little trout fishing trip um, on our pursuit for the driftless uh, triple crown a couple of years ago. We haven't tried. It's right. Not to right. Say we haven't tried because we really have, like we've made, we've made an effort. Um, oh yeah. It just, things have come up, man. 
right right yeah and it's you know every time we've had these conversations and stuff i always think i'm like man like you've got it way tougher than i do you know i'm i'm unmarried i've got a girlfriend and all that so but still you know unmarried no kids anything like that but yeah man i mean just juggling the kids and i didn't even think about the in-laws or anything like that and who can watch kids and you know however you handle child care i i hadn't even thought of that yet and uh I'm hoping I don't have to for a couple more years, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it, it adds a whole other wrinkle, not only for a for a care perspective, because you know, my wife works and mm -hmm. she loves her job, loves her career, is passionate about it. She has a career where she's helping people day in, day out. So it's it's a it's a service, it's a ministry, it's all those good things, right? So we don't we don't want to just pull her from from the playing field so that I can go out and hunt. Right. Um, so we do, we have to involve a network of people, babysitters and family friends and family. And uh, yeah, it can be pretty, pretty tough and cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So circling back then to what you mentioned there, as far as assessing, you know, population numbers or quality of, uh, you know, whatever target species um, you're after it. I know in Wisconsin, it was, kind of a unique situation um, <clears throat> for you as you'd been able to, you know, hunt this area when you were living in the area. Um, Cause it was, it was, you know, one of the closest bits of public to you and whatnot. Um, and you gained a lot of Intel that way this year. Um, you and I have been tossing a couple States names around here um, and we don't have to name any of them unless you want to. Uh, but how have you gone about um, just kind of testing the waters engaging where and uh you know what the numbers look like in each area is it conversations with uh you know different people that we've crossed paths with is it just doing your own research um online yeah so it's it usually there's a little bit of online research but i'll be honest with you the online research for quality of animal um especially mm -hmm. is just not it's just not very helpful right um you can find a big deer that's been killed pretty much anywhere. Right. You also run into the reality that if people, um, if it can be found online that, oh, there are good deer in this area, yep. well, everybody else found it too. Yep. And so <laughs> uh, luckily though, I've been blessed to be able to talk with a lot of folks over the years and get some ideas as to what states and what parts of what states I might want to go and hunt that may provide the quality of experience that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and some of that may be, you know, with whitetails, even let's say some of it's about the kind of hunt, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not looking for always the biggest deer, but I want to be in an area where I can have a good chance at a 120 to 130 class deer and a certain kind of hunt. Like maybe I want to do a little uh, early season ag ground, you know, cattail uh, bedding kind mm -hmm. of hunt well i know where i'm going for that right um you know to try to to try to get into that so but it, it starts with individuals mostly mm -hmm. um you know people that i know people that i have seen do it and just reaching out and saying hey what what can you tell me not looking to know what public spot you went to but can you tell me north west east mm -hmm. what part of the state right absolutely yeah i'm right there with you in in terms of um you're just conversations had with people that we've crossed paths with. And I know that you and I are 
um, in a in a unique situation in terms of the the types of folks that we get to uh, uh, <clears throat> share information with. We'll leave it at that. Right. You know, pick their brains and whatnot. Um, yeah, man. You know, it, it as you were saying, all the stuff online, um, dude. My mind immediately jumped to the if you Google Trout Streams Wisconsin. And there's like a list of like, here's the top 10 trout streams in Wisconsin. You want to know what streams get the absolute crap kicked out of them? And now the fishing is just brutal on the vast majority of them. Or you have to fight people for bridge space. Every stream on that list. It's right. ridiculous. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, absolutely. Absolutely. You're exactly right, man. And then when I first moved up there, I knew nothing about it. And so... I did just that when it came to fishing. Mm -hmm. And so I was fishing some streams that you know about. We've talked about them. Yep. Uh, they were in my area. And did I catch fish? Yeah, I did. Uh, was it easy fishing? No, it was not. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's the thing. Sometimes what we'll find, I'm, I don't want to turn this. <laughs> I'm going to hold myself back from turning this into a, uh, a real quick uh, fishing episode um, <clears throat> for Jason's sake, really. But uh, <laughs> it's all for you, Jason. <laughs> you started this, man. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's uh, it, you know, that's the thing. Like you get the, and it's similar to hunting, too. You know, the majority of the animals that are targeted on these properties that just get pounded, they're either not there or the only time they are there is at night. Right. Your big yep. trout on those streams that just get the crap kicked out of them, they're hunkered down, laying, you know, in an undercut all freaking day long until dusk. Maybe they'll come out. Otherwise, you better wait till the moon's out and then they'll come out and feed just like, you know, those big bucks. They're hunkering down wherever they can in the thickest, gnarliest crap you can find until nightfall. Um, but I think there's there's some parallels that kind of go uh between the two honestly um you know in in terms of you know for thinking spots to look for you know quality fishing versus quality hunting and stuff like that you know yeah you're gonna find those spots online that look like you know they're they're listed they're just blatantly you know stated oh go here like here's where this many you know brown trout over 20 inches were caught or this many bucks over x number of inches um you know, have been shot, you know, the high concentration, all that. A lot of times, yeah, if you go right there, it's not going to be great, or maybe it is, but it, it, I don't know. I think you and I are the same kind of way where it's like, we don't like, like, if we're going to go hunt somewhere or fish somewhere, we don't like running into a lot of people. We don't like right. having to like brush elbows with people or like go somewhere and then realize, oh crap, there's fresh boot prints right here. That sucks. I thought I had this place to myself. Um, and I think, you know, if you, if you don't completely ignore those, those tips, right? Like you can Google, you know, best, you know, zones for deer in Iowa. And that's going to list a couple of counties. It'll list a couple of zones and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where you can look into, okay, what, what does this area that's been listed have? What does the habitat look like? What characteristics make this such a great production area? And okay, are there any pockets of that nearby? Or are there any pockets of what that seems to have? Maybe, you know, 
three states or not three states, three counties over or something like that, or two counties over, just somewhere that maybe it's not quite as on the grid, but holds the same features and maybe it's you know connected. If they, I like to, yeah, I'll, I'll drop one right here. Hot guide tip for you. Uh, avoid the streams that are listed, but if you can find some tributaries that pump into those streams, you're probably going to find fewer people. And that's all I'll say. I might even cut that out. We'll see. <laughs> Man, you're you're exactly right though. And when it comes to you know when it comes to like a deer destination, let's say you know everybody knows that Boone and Crockett has those county maps where it shows mm -hmm. where the most Boone and Crockett deer shot. Well, you know there's that dark sort of deep red color. Then there's a red, and then there's an orange, and then there's a yellow. Well, if the top areas are these dark red colors, like look for some of the counties that are orange or yellow around them. Right. You know, look, maybe this county is only a yellow county as far as for rating, but it's got a big, nice piece of public and it happens to be two hours from any kind of large population center. Well, that's yep. the county you need to go to. Don't right. go to the one, you know, just outside of the twin cities, like give it some space, man, you know, give it a little bit of room, get away from people. And that's, that's half the experience for me is to be out there uh, you know, testing my skills against deer and not necessarily trying to fight every other person out there for, you know, to get to a parking lot first. Right. Right. And I mean, it's, it's a different type of test, you know, cause there is something to be said for doing like what you've been doing the past couple of years and you, you hunt an area that gets, you know, it sees a lot of boot traffic. It just, it does, right. you know, you, you've bumped right. into a lot of people and there, there is a skill and an art to working around all of that pressure but there's also a lot of skill that goes into okay i'm going into somewhere that maybe there's you know a handful of trucks that park in the lot each year before gun season uh these deer haven't seen a whole lot of pressure and i'm just going to go in and i got to read the sign and i just got to figure it out um from there you know it's uh it, it's it, it's definitely you know you just kind of pick your poison right <laughs> yeah. yeah what kind of absolutely. experience do you want um absolutely yeah, that, that's right so that kind of even segues us into a an, another question i had as far as just how do you go about setting your goals for the trip is it dependent on what those numbers look like um and i get it it, it probably stems or i guess changes year to year depending on um whether or not you know it's it is it going to be more dependent on i've only got this much time to take a trip this year or is it more dependent on you know this year i've got you know three weeks and my goal is to kill you know 160 inch deer uh or better you know how, how does that uh i guess which one do you think carries more weight <laughs> or how do you balance the yeah trip? yeah so it, it just varies from trip to trip for me mm -hmm. i've found um for instance my this coming fall um those trips are going to be uh, those tags will be reserved for a high quality buck for the area that I'm in, mm -hmm. or I will go home with nothing. Right. Uh, this year I went in, I went home with a, a smaller buck than I would have said I wanted before the trip started. Mm -hmm. um, and not to say that I'm disappointed with that deer or anything like that, but I have had a lot of time to think about shooting that caliber of deer. Uh, and yeah, I was on basically my last day to hunt. Maybe I had one more morning. Right. that I could squeeze in there but um you know for the for every trip it's going to be a little bit different there's a spot in a 
southern state that I'm looking at hunting this coming year. That'll be a little bit of a travel trip, potentially a couple hours from me. And that will be a, hey, man, if I see a buck that's a two-year-old, great. He's going home with me. Um, There's another location you and I have kicked around for a Midwestern hunt next year. And that will be one of those where it's like I'm going to kill a good one or or I'll just go home with my tag. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Very excited. Whichever one that is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of states in the Midwest, man. You never know. There are. There are. There are a lot of them that we even call the Midwest that maybe aren't, but yeah. Right. <laughs> Got to throw them off the scent somehow. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's awesome. So, you know, I, on the note of your rut hunt, um, when we did our rut recap, I believe it was when it was right before gun season this past fall, um, we we were hearing the story of how you uh, basically just how your rut went, how your trip was going and all that. Um, you'd mentioned that night one, you had an encounter with what you later found out um, was just I mean, it was a darn good deer. You showed me the giant. picture. Just go it ahead and say it. He's a giant. He's a giant. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't want to pour like any salt in the wound. Still, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to be uh, sensitive to that. Um, oh, it feels like it's little... got alcohol being poured into it right now. <laughs> like it's just, it still hurts. It's still so painful. Well, I'm, I'm gonna assume that that's because you're, uh, you're still seeing them when you shut your eyes at night. But uh, I whatever. Am. I, I definitely am. <laughs> Well, on that hunt, you'd mentioned um, that you, you didn't feel like you were quite mentally in the zone um, to kill day one, night one when you got in there. And you'd mentioned in that episode that you were, you know, you kind of got on the list or on the, uh, how do I, how do I put this? You, you got so much focus on, and I don't want to speak for it here, so tweak me or stop me if I'm wrong. Um you know, you, you'd emphasized working on a lot of projects and getting a lot of stuff done um, around the house and just making sure that everything was squared away, taken care of, so that when you left, everything was peachy um, and nobody had to lift a finger. Everything was good. But once you got on the road, you mentioned that it kind of hit you like, son of a gun. I haven't had a chance to really hang out with my kids or my wife nearly as much. Can we dive into that a little bit more? Because I think that's something that that I hope folks didn't overlook in that episode. Because that's something that really stuck with me. And I know that a lot of times guys are talking about, oh, you got to stack up your brownie points. You got to, you know, do all that going into the season. But, you know, it, at the end of the day, it, it's it's not that. It's it's taking care of what needs to be taken care of, right? And so I, I'm curious to hear what, I guess going forward, how how would you tweak that, or if there's any changes um, from this past season, what would they be um, going forward? Yeah, I think you know this past fall was a particularly difficult season of life for us, mm-hmm. uh, with starting new business ventures kind of all over the place, taking on new podcasts, trying to figure out what I was going to do with current podcasts. Um, lots of moving parts, lots of big projects up in the air. So there was a whole lot going on that I was going down my to-do list and checking a lot of things off, but you're right. I didn't get to spend the time with my wife and kids like I wanted before I left or like I, like I really should have. 
and I had let the task, the, the task list take over in priority there. And so, you know, I don't think it will be that way every year, but I do know that this year I will certainly, as that time gets closer, I'm going to get started on that task list way earlier. Mm -hmm. Like this past year, I'm pretty sure I started, you know, second week of October, I really started getting things dialed in, um, you know, as far as getting things taken care of so that I could leave, uh, you know, that November 1st and be feeling good about it. Sure. Well, this year, you better believe that come October 1st, if I've still got a lot of dangling projects that are still up in the air, I'm going to be real uncomfortable with that. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be starting a whole lot earlier on that task list so that I've got more time for the people in my life because I realize that, you know, taking care of stuff is important, but taking care of people is way, way more valuable. And, uh, you know, my kids will never come to me and say, hey, dad, I'm sure glad you finished up that trim before you went hunting right you know they but they will remember the three days that I made sure I was available to them every day from the moment they got home from school until they went to bed at night uh you know they'll remember that time that I was available to them before I went on trips so they'll right. maybe remember yeah dad would leave and go on trips every once in a while but he always made sure to be there with us before that Mm -hmm. and uh that's something i'm definitely gonna do a lot better this year absolutely and i i think that's something that you know guys really do need to think about and i mean you, you hit it right on the head there that it's, it's the people that take priority over the over the things being done over the stuff being bought over the projects being uh squared away not that you you shouldn't be taking care of those but i mean we you know we got a whole summer for for you know, hanging trim and doing stuff like that. Right. You know, it's, it's the kind of thing that, you know, and, and building in breaks, I think not just for, for yourself as you're on the, you know, on the road, if you can be, but not, not just, you know, because we'll get into burning out on trips here and just a sec here, but you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like not being so, you know, like you said, focus on the people, right? Like maybe if you're, you know, Say you're not doing a full-on out-of-state hunt, but maybe you're going and you're, you know, you got a couple of drives or you've been hitting the the local stuff really hard. Like, take a couple of days off and just hang out. You know what I mean? Or, you know, designate, you know, going into the season. I forget who it was I saw, but it was like every Sunday. And I get in, in certain states less fortunate than Wisconsin. You don't have a choice. But, you know, every Sunday um, is designated to family right? You're not allowed to, no, nobody's going hunting. Nobody's going to anything. It's a family day. Um, yep. and I think it, it's, it's little things like that. And like you said, just those little, little moments being available to your kids, um, you know, when they get home from school, you know, for a week or two before you're, you're off on your trip and stuff. And also just keeping in mind that once the, you know, once the projects are done going into the trip, don't make it, a one and done sort of thing where it's like, okay, I did all of this stuff. And then I went on my trip. Poof. Great. All right. I'm going to kick my feet up now until uh, next season. Like, no, like keep this, keep the train rolling. You know what I mean? Like if you can, yeah, one, absolutely. Like, like keep that momentum, like space things out as you're going, you know, or around your season pretty much. And, you know, say it's, you know, the kind of thing where it's like, all right, well, I was going to go hunt um, on November 9th, but well, I'm going to stay home and it's movie night. 
you know? Yeah, you know, Pierce, I want to I want to talk to you about that. I want to mm-hmm. I want to one commend you and you may say it's misplaced, but like as I look at your season, you seem to do a really good job of that. Like there were times you were going to things and doing things that I thought, man, Pierce is taking time out of the best time to hunt of the year to hang out with friends or to hang out with his girlfriend tonight. Uh, man, tell me, like, how do you feel you did? Because I, from the outside looking in, you had like a Friendsgiving that you went to. And I was like, dude, I ain't going to Friendsgiving during the rut, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, and so like, you know, t- how, how did you feel like you did? Um, I, I thought, I mean, look, from the outside looking in, I was like, dude, I mean, I want to be like Pierce when I grow up. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I wasn't expecting that to get flipped around on me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I think it's, hmm, I think it's the kind of thing that whether we want to admit it or not, and part and the rut's a very, very, very unique situation, right? It's a very unique time of year where the deer are losing their minds and most of us deer hunters are also losing our minds like holy smokes i gotta be in the woods 24 7 i have to be doing this i have to be doing that but like and and you know i I think i think you're great at this too and part of it comes from just kind of the the situation that you and i are in um you know in life with starting businesses um having you know kind of our hands in a bunch of different uh things working on different projects and various just kind of aspects of our lives um you know whether it be podcasts whether it be uh you know consulting or guiding or just working on our businesses and all that um i think having to juggle that kind of stuff that you can't help but be somewhat self-aware right and this kind of stems right right into like what you and i have talked about where when shit hits the fan while you're in the field you gotta just take a step back and take a coffee reset and you know just just hit the brakes for a sec and, you know, pick your head up, kind of assess everything else that's, else that's going on. Because I think what happens is you get so locked into, I got to be in the woods, I got to be doing this, or I got to be on the water, um, you know, whatever it may be. And then you're sitting there stressing about the fact that you haven't killed a deer yet, or you haven't caught, you know, whatever, you haven't hit that that big day of fishing yet. Um, you know, maybe you got rained out, whatever it may be. And you're sitting there stressing about how you've only got X number of days left. And you just, you just, it's so easy to make yourself miserable, right? While you're out there and you, you sit there and yeah. you're, you're not feeling sorry for yourself necessarily, but it's like, holy crap, I, t- I at least this is how my brain works. I'm like, oh my God, I took off this much time or I took, I'm a big opportunity cost guy. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, if I'm doing this, then what am I, what am I neglecting for right now? You know what I mean? And so if it's the kind of thing where it's like, all right, I hunted the last, you know, two or three days, holy shit, I haven't done any work. And, uh, you know, I've like pretty much only, you know, seen the girlfriend when I've been home and or been home, you know, after a day of hunting. And that was at like nine o'clock and I was out the door again at four. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not the best you to give her. No, exactly. And it's not, it's not the best you to give her. And you got to remember that, like, you know, we all go into the woods to recharge. Right. But like, when you are on a trip and you are grinding and stuff like that for deer or turkeys or fish or ducks or pheasants, whatever the hell you're hunting. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I left elk off of that list actually. 
Um, <laughs> but you know, when, when you're doing that, you're not going to be the best hunter if you're not taking a step back and, you know, fueling the other, you know, just taking your hunting cap off and putting your friends and family cap on, you know what I mean? Like you got to be able to right. balance the two and just try and maintain enough self-awareness to be like, you know what, you know, hard stop on this day. I did commit to this and I'm not going to, I'm not going to flake. Um, cause I'm yeah. not going to feel good about that. You know, the people like made that commitment to aren't going to feel good about that. Um, cause it's, it's, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like when you're, <laughs> when, when you're taking this, you know, PTO or whatever it may be to go and hunt and do something that we love. And, um, you know, we can, I always <laughs> try and make the argument and it's like, well, you know, if I get a deer, that's, that's food for the year, right? Like that's, that's going in the freezer. Um, it's a, it's a commitment towards that. That's my investment towards, you know, getting food for the year, but also man, like archery season, like last week of October, first week of November, like my mind is on a big buck. It's not on filling the freezer. You know what I mean? Like there's right, a gun season right. for that. And so, you know, you just gotta, you know, be able to pick your head up more than anything, I think, and just kind of stop, take a breath, look around and be like, all right, you know what? I've been hitting it pretty hard. Um, I don't feel that good. You know, maybe it's just something like if you're single, like maybe it's just something like I'm going to go home and uh, I'm just going to hang out with my buddies or I'm just going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to make myself like a good dinner and get a really good workout in. And I'm just going to feel great um, yeah. you know, going into yeah. the next day of, of hunting. You know what I mean? It's just whatever yep. you can do to kind of find a break and refuel yourself, I think is what, what gets overlooked all too much. Cause everybody wants to, you know, <laughs> you, you and I were talking about it all fall, uh, not necessarily on the podcast, but all fall about how everyone's, you know, everybody's the hardo when they, uh, when, when October 28th rolls around, right. Everybody's yeah. fired up. Everyone's a diehard. Um, everybody's, you know, bragging about their brownie points and stuff like that. But like, none of it matters if you're going to go in there and still hunt like crap because you just burned yourself out and everyone around you is miserable. Like you're, if you don't, if you don't fill that tag, the amount of weight that that, like, I mean, the, the weight quadruples when you return home and you're like, yeah, I remember I was kind of an asshole and I didn't, uh, I didn't really <laughs> hang out uh, nearly as much. You know, I wasn't really that present, you know, around you guys. Um, yeah, and I didn't the, kill anything. <laughs> and I didn't kill anything, so I'm gonna have to go back out and I'm gonna gun hunt now to fill the freezer. Uh, yeah, sorry guys. Uh, like nobody feels good in that. So you know, I would say right. that's a long-winded answer to answer your question. I guess of kind of how I approach it. Just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point-of-view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're on the cutting edge making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that is a total game changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions, you know just how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of mounts and adapters. This fall, I'm gonna be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, 
Tacticam.com and share your hunt with Tacticam. I was applauding your commitment to some of those things this year. And, um, you know, and a lot of this thought process is also what, what led me eventually to uh, picking up a tool to help me be more efficient with my time uh, this year. You know, mm-hmm. I am, yeah. uh, I, I began to realize like I do a lot of hunting. Yes, that's great. And it's, it's not a bad thing, but man, the way that I do it, it's not just the hunt. It's the three extra hours that it costs me walking in and out for the day. Right. And, you know, there's a lot more there and it's like, okay, can I, can I trim that down so that when I am home, it's better? Like what, what can I do and change? And so, um, so yes, I actually ended up picking up an e-bike, a lot of it for that purpose so that I can, you know, minimize the amount of time that I'm, that I've got to be out the extra time, right. That I have to add on to the actual hours that I'm sitting in a stand. 100%. It's a, it's an efficiency maximizer. That's what, (laughs) that's what that is. Yep. Um, Absolutely. That's so true too, man. And I mean, just especially planning, you know, I, this year, especially I did some hunting a little bit further away from from where I have been and, you know, picking out spots and starting to learn some spots that are within that half hour range, man, does that make a difference? And I get this is the topic, you know, we're, we went into this talking about, you know, prepping for hunting trips, you know, out of state um, and stuff like that. But like, if you're somebody hunting local, I mean, if you can find something or I guess apply it to the out of state thing, if you can find lodging near the trailhead of wherever you're going to be, or if there's a, a pup, you know, a patch of public that has a campground or something. So you can be like right there or, you know, within 10, 15 minutes of it. Like, man, does that make a difference rather than having to drive an hour, an hour and a half every morning like that. It just, right. that wears on you more than anything is that wake up and like, holy smokes. It's one thing that I'm waking up at, you know, 4am to go hunting. It's another thing that I'm waking up at 3am and I have an hour long drive ahead of me. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And like, you know, there were some spots that I was hunting this year that it was like, yeah, I'm going to get up early and get there. But when I get there, I've got a, you know, a two and a half hour walk, right, you know, to get to where I'm going. It's like, dude, that that's a killer, man. You know, some of this harder to access public. It's like, yeah, your hunt there might be really great. But, you know, think about all the extra time that that you are investing into that not saying people shouldn't go hunt deep because, you know, it's where the big bucks are. But at the same time, what can you do to to lessen that? Right. I think that kind of circles back to, you know, bide your time a little bit, right? And it's like, okay, like on this day, when the, like, watch the forecast for when those days are like your weather looks the best while you're out there and like, okay, today's the day I'm going all the way in. But if I got a marginal win, you know, on, you know, the couple of days leading up to that, maybe I'm not, you know, it's late in the trip. Okay. Yeah. Then maybe I'd put a little more you know, weight into going, going further and, you know, getting, you know, pushing things a little bit harder, but man, if the conditions aren't right, you know, just, or if you just in general, if you have options, if you went way in, you know, yesterday, maybe today you go somewhere else that, you know, only has a quarter mile walk or something, or, you know, you can, you can just access, you know, maybe there's just a nice trail that, you know, you don't think gets too much pressure that you can just, ease your way into it and just give yourself a break in that regard you know i think right you know 
same thing that you know, kind of like I said there, like just listen to yourself and listen to your body and kind of assess when you need to not be a total diehard. I know some people may be rolling their eyes, but at the end of the day, like the majority of guys who are working, you know, 30, you know, to 60, 70 hours a week, like shoot, like you're tired already. You know what I mean? I say 30 and, you know, presuming you took a day or, you know, day and a half off to, to go and hunt or whatever it may be, or, you know, so you've got, you know, a, a full week off to go take your trip. Like, you know, it, it wears on you. The travel wears on you. The, you know, the lack of sleep wears on you. The being out in the elements from, you know, an hour before sunrise to way after sunset is it, it, it totally wears on you. Yeah, dude. And even just the difference you feel like getting back to the truck at 6 PM mm-hmm. versus getting back to the truck at 8 PM. Yeah. During, during your rotation. <laughs> that's huge some nights like sometimes that's just all the boost you need is just right. to realize man i'm back at the truck at six right you know, instead of eight like that's huge but definitely anyway yeah, absolutely yeah not to mention dude like november morning sleep in till like 7 30 or 8 that's a game changer for me because there's some maybe i'm just like i don't want to bring up oh, blind dude, optimism the day I, again the but... day i shot my buck the day i shot my buck yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, the day I shot my buck, I slept till I don't remember. I got in there at like seven forty-five, eight o'clock. Uh, got busted by three does. Had a buck come in an hour later. Then shot another buck. Uh, like three o'clock in the afternoon. Absolutely. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a busy day. There's something kind of fun too. Like you almost feel like you're doing something bad when you walk into the woods at at you know 8 45 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of a rush with it yeah right like you just feel just ever so slightly on edge <clears throat> right do you ever when you're going out of state or anything like how, how heavily do you rely on and i know so like this year you were um you know you, you've got friends in the area where you were hunting in wisconsin um who are kind of keeping tabs on things i know depending on where you're at maybe there's a facebook group um you know for a certain area or you know like this year i was able to you you were able to mail me some cameras and i was able to get out there and uh you know hang a couple for you um how heavily do you rely on you know talking to locals when you start to look out of state oh extremely heavy man like i am talking with I'm talking with everyone in every parking lot that that will talk to me. Um, if I see a game warden, you better believe they're my new best friend. Sure. Uh, because they're out there all the time. They see what's there. And oftentimes, man, those game wardens, yeah, while they're serious hunters, they are more like they know how many people are actually out there. So they really don't care. They'll be like, yeah, I like to hunt this this area or I like to hunt that public spot down the road. I mean, when I was in Iowa for my turkey, for my turkey hunt last spring, the one of the, the, I met a game warden one morning and he was like, hey, this is my favorite turkey hunting spot of all time. You should go there. And this is my other favorite turkey hunting spot. And here's what I've been watching the birds do over there for the past week. Right. And yes, that, that also may happen to be a, a spot that you sent me 
not too long ago, you said you were wondering about what it'd be like for deer. Yeah, just uh, maybe that that same that same public spot. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, granted, that was don't expect every game warden to do that. So that game warden had kind of uh, screwed things up for Josh and parked oh, yeah, he ruined, directly he underneath the goblin bird. <laughs> yeah, he he parked his truck underneath the goblin bird. Uh, sat there wondering why I was set up so close to the road in the parking lot and then watched the bird fly down. And when I walked over, he was like, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's like, I was wondering why you were sitting right there. And I was like, yeah, it's because that bird was gobbling until you pulled in. But that's all right. Just goes to show you, now, game wardens are your friend. Be nice to them and even if they screw up your hunt, hopefully they'll give you some good information. That's such a hot tip, man. I always forget about the game wardens um, when I'm oh yeah, man when I'm looking into stuff. But you know, if you're a, a fishing guy too, check out your fisheries biologist for that county or that area. Like the the amount of knowledge that those guys have, because again, it's their job, right? They're keep their it is literally their job to keep tabs on all of that. Um, and yeah, they're you know, it was kind of interesting. I listened to. Um, another podcast a while back and it was funny it was a fisheries biologist um who works on, along the mississippi and he had mentioned he, he was discussing um like hunting in some of the the like preserves and stuff along the river um and it was funny because he was, he was talking with the host and the host asked me like well you're a fisheries biologist like don't you do any fishing he's like nope I love to hunt because if I go fishing, I just feel like I'm back at work. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Makes a ton of sense. So I would definitely, yeah, definitely suggest reaching out to them. Not to mention, you know, it's, it's more popular in, in fishing obviously than, uh, than hunting. I don't know. I haven't contacted any hunting outfitters, um, to gain info on, on any areas or anything, but like calling fly shops and stuff, they, how do I put this here? They may not give you information over the phone. Hopefully they have some sort of a phishing report on their website. Otherwise, if you go into the shop, pick out some flies or pick out some lures or get a t-shirt or a hat or some stickers if they have it, something. And then at checkout, ask them, how's the fishing? Anything I should know? Anywhere been fishing really well because they will be so they're not going to give you their best spots. They're just not. But they are going to be so much more likely to give you solid information after you've had that little exchange of uh, currency there. So I would <laughs> yeah, say drop, that. you drop you drop that 30 or 50 bucks. That changes things real fast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, is there anything before we get into our goals for uh, for the upcoming year here? Is there anything else that that you think we missed in terms of prep? Uh, you know, gear. I guess we 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 could touch on, but um, yeah, let me let me run through something real quick. Just the rest of my process, real yeah. fast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because this this is a question that I get a lot too, so I'm glad it came up. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I'm picking my you know depending on what it is, whatever species. Then you're going to state. Then you're going to region of the state that's going to give you what you're looking for, whether that's a high number of you know a target rich environment or a size of target or whatever that experience is that you want or even a 
a tip of, uh, a type of terrain that you want to hunt. Like there may, mm-hmm. you may want to do some spot and stalk out West. Well, if yeah. you want to do that, you got to go to specific areas, right? Um, so once you have done that though, or once I've done that, then I switch over to saying, okay, where can I find a lot of public land with a central hub? And in that central hub, I need lodging. I need uh, some kind of place where I can go grab a bite to eat easily, like a burger or a pizza or, you know, something, because I don't feel like necessarily cooking or making food for myself all the time. Right. And then I want, uh, you know, I want some kind of a store. I need a drugstore, a Dollar General, a Walmart, something like that. And that may sound silly, but like, dude, I last year I got to Iowa during my turkey hunt, right? When I left, uh, the coldest temperatures were supposed to be, gosh, I forget what they were supposed to be. It was supposed to, it was supposed to be relatively warm for my hunt. Right. Right. It ended up getting down into the teens and snowing. Yeah, that's right. Right. And I was camping, bro. Uh, (laughs) There's a big difference between camping and warm weather and camping in the teens with like, I mean, you remember that windstorm. It was 30, 40 plus mile an hour winds. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even know that I should have been camping. Like it wasn't safe right? Uh, to do that. So I ended up going to a Walmart, buying two space heaters just to try to keep myself warm. Um, but, you know, I like to have, you know, some amenities. So what do you want? You know, if, if you're looking for some, for some amenities or, you know, a place to go and grab a, a little bit of extra groceries or something like that, make sure you got it. But I like some kind of small town, but I want that small town to be way away from any major city centers. Right. You know, anything with a, anything with a sizable population, you know, if you've got a population of 20,000, 30,000, I'm probably going to try to stay away from it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into circling all those hunting, uh, the, the public hunting areas. Remember, I sent you back during turkey season, mm-hmm. all the different public hunting spots in a, I think I decided on like a 10 or 12 mile radius. Yeah, that was when I the city. you showed me the uh, Onyx radius feature through that, and I was my mind was exactly. blown. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I I went on to Onyx. I turned on the radius. I literally my campsite was the center of that radius, mm-hmm. and when I scouted, I just scouted every single public land location within that circle, and that was how I did it, and uh, it kept me busy. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, got me worked. into. Yeah, and it yeah, and it worked out. So that's that's the next important piece make sure you've got some comfortable lodging though because if you don't have comfortable lodging for these longer hunts i know a lot of people like oh we're gonna go rough it we're gonna go get in a tent we're gonna be out in the middle of nowhere and we're not gonna have any power it's like yeah but that sucks after eight days (laughs) like you go do that i mean you know when when we do rutcations or we do turkey hunts i'm going for two weeks sometimes longer and so i don't want to i don't want to be truly roughing it for for that long and I can't hunt my best if I don't have access to at least being warm at night. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. Yeah, and that, as you were going into that, there's a couple questions I have here. One on on the lodging and stuff in terms of like, how how much do you, I guess, let me put it this way. How worth it is it to have a solid place to sleep whether it be just like investing in that nicer mattress pad or that warmer sleeping bag um whatever it may be i mean that's that is an absolute game changer 
throughout the yeah. throughout the time. And you know, if it's the kind of thing too, where like maybe you've got friends in an area and then you can crash with them for you know a couple nights or whatever, just to like take a shower and like just freshen up and kind of hit the reset button that way. That makes a world of difference. Yep, for sure, man. And I, I so I've got I've got actually got a camper that I haul with me. That's right, and man. That makes such a difference just to have a place where you can go be warm at night. Yeah. Um, you can hunt so much harder during the day if if your rest is quality rest. Right. If your if your rest at night is not quality rest, then you are not going to be efficient during the day. You're going to make bad decisions and you're going to be sloppy. That's true. That's really true. I'd say never uh, if you're archery hunting, don't forget the shooting block either. Cause you might oh. miss a couple of deer and, uh, or whatever you're hunting. And then you got to sit there and question every single bit of your shot process or whether or not your bow somehow got twisted into a pretzel during transit. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you do like I did, you know, I've got the red dot side on my, on my bow. Mm-hmm. You reach up to turn the red dot side on. And instead of turning the on off dial, you grab the sight pin. Oh, dial. that's right. And you yank that thing and it spins who knows how far. And you don't know if you're even close to sighted back in or not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, have a block target with you. You had a block with you, didn't you? I did, man. And I shot that bow. Uh, I don't know how much of that I want to say. I could get in trouble. <laughs> uh, I I definitely took some some practice shots in an agricultural field at like four thirty in the morning <laughs> with, with my car headlights on and everything. You got to um, do what you got to do, man. Yeah. Got to <laughs> do what you, and, and this is the kind of thing, like I know who owns the field um, mm-hmm. and I have permission to hunt that field, but I had not asked to target shoot in that field and at four thirty in the morning. But you know what, at that point I was like, it's better to ask, forgiveness later than the than to ask him permission right now at 4 30 in the morning yeah that's very true <laughs> and, I, and i didn't want to miss the morning hunt so it's just kind of right. you know the guy wouldn't have cared i mean he lets me hunt turkeys and deer and everything else but absolutely yeah that's <laughs> i'm just picturing if the warden rolled up and you're out there shooting like uh well at least i've got an archery block for you know, as an alibi here, I was just trying to sight in. I'm not shooting at anything out yeah. here, but that's right. Excuse me, sir. Can you uh can you shine those lights on your truck over at my block over there? <laughs> it's kind of an emergency. <laughs> yeah, can you light can you light that block up for me real quick? You can write yeah. me a ticket in a minute. Just go ahead and light that block up. <laughs> just help me get dialed. Like three more shots. Come on. That's right. That's right. Let me as make far, it worth it. <laughs> as far as food, um, what do you like to do for food? Do you like you mentioned, you know, having someone that you can grab pizza or a burger or something like that? But are you uh are you a snacks in the stand kind of guy? Are you like, you know, packing to, you know, loading up the cooler and having basically car lunches every day or you know, backpack lunches every day? How do you like to go about that? So I will typically have like one meal, maybe mm-hmm. a day. Um, that might be at the burger place or whatever, but Honestly, like this past rut, I lived off of uh, Little Debbie cakes, um, <laughs> beef jerky, teriyaki beef jerky, and um, and trail mix. All the essentials, dude. That was that was lit- <laughs> like I had whole days that that was 
I ate that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like trail mix, little Debbie, and then, you know, protein from the, uh, from the, obviously the trail mix, but also from the, the beef jerky. And that was it. Just that and water. Holy smokes, man. No, co- that's yeah, it was not, no it was coffee not in the mix either. That's Zero impressive. That's Zero really coffee. impressive. Yeah. <clears throat> man, there was a couple of years ago, I went to Michigan and I was fishing over on the Paramarquette and my buddy was like, I was asking him if I should grab any food, you know, for the cooler and stuff. He's like, no, don't worry about it. I, I eat like a bird and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, all right, shoot. Like, what the hell am I going to eat now? And I was like, I didn't want to pack too much because I didn't want to like seem like I needed, you know, more than I actually needed or whatever. And I ended up going to Michigan for three days with nothing but like, I think I got like a bushel of bananas. Um, It might've been some beef jerky. I think, no, it was like protein bars or something like that. And uh, a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. And that was what I lived off of for three days. <laughs> it was... There you go. Dude, I'm, I'll, I'm telling you, I, I that's another thing that I will throw. And I kind of keep it in my car during hunting seasons is, you know, a loaf of bread or part of a loaf of bread from the house, mm-hmm. a jar of peanut butter and some honey because it can always just live in the car. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the honeys. Dude, honey's Pierce, I feel like there. we had this conversation. We were trying to. Yeah, I feel like we had this conversation, and we're trying to prove to people that we don't fly by the seat of our pants. But then we're just giving <laughs> all the examples of how we fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> Dude, food always goes to the wayside for me. Like I'm always focused on like, okay, where am I gonna go? To, uh, go? What am I gonna hunt? Uh, how am I gonna get there? What time do I need to be up? What time do I need, you know, all that, all the logistics of actually being in the woods that dude, I'm always like, shoot, I'm kind of hungry now. Um, I've got half a water bottle. That'll do me for the day, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> I think the food's just tough to plan for, you know, because you never right. know, you don't know how right. hard you're gonna work and you know, nah, it might get rained out and then you know, days you're just hungry or not hungry, like. And also, like I said, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a minimalist. I don't like packing a bunch of crap into the woods with me. And so, you know, this year I finally broke and I ate, uh, well, tried eating a bag of peanuts that had been in the bottom of my pack since like 2018. Um, I struggled to find the words to describe the texture of those, but they tasted a lot like plastic. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> But it goes to show how little I eat in the woods. But I know not everyone's right. like that. But that um, shoot, was that when you talked to Ryan Glitzky and he mentioned that he brings like a gallon of water in with him and like a bunch of like he's like eating for the day. Oh yeah, yeah. That dude, that dude is packing like. I mean, like if I was going to pack for a backcountry elk hunt. Yeah, I would bring the food that Glitzky brings for like a day in the deer woods <laughs> for like his his snack on the way out. Right. You know, but you no, know, on the on the note of the loaf of bread, switching the loaf of bread to some bagels that for whatever reason, that's a game changer for me. Oh, there you go. I'll always stuff there a bagel in my pocket. That's a hot tip. I like that. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> All right, so we're coming up on an hour here, um, and we haven't talked about our goals quite yet. I'm hoping that folks have gained something about this, or at least have 
gain some insight into the fact that maybe we do fly by the seat of our pants more than we should, um, or maybe you learn something. You for, think that we might be for some things, but but let me tell you this: my lodging is dialed in, the public land spots are dialed in, and the areas within those spots that I want to go scout and check, those are dialed in before I go. True. Food, food, whatever, man. That's why I want a Dollar General in town or whatever. Right. Um, you know, but but the important things. <laughs> right. You know, right. like a like a cozy place to sleep, man. That's that's all dialed in before I ever leave home. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I just feel like it, it, that's the thing. It's like we we do it so often and we almost do it without thinking at this point. And so it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I know where I'm going. What are you talking about? Like, I'll figure out food when I get there and all that. But actually, like having to take a seat and think about what's our process actually look like as we get going here is uh, I think it's good for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I agree. All right, man. So goals going into 2024. What do we got lined up? Yeah. Don't have to name states, but uh, can, you can, again, you can if you want to. Um, what's on the docket for you so far? What, what would you hope to have on the docket for the year? Yeah, man. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. A lot of my goals that I've had that were hunting related are kind of getting pushed down the priority list just a little bit mm -hmm. because um, business ventures are asking for more of my time. Yeah. And they're asking for more of my time in all the best ways, right. you know, and you know, this whole entrepreneurship thing, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur until a conversation you and I were actually having um, in the middle of the day, I think like not this past summer, but maybe the one before mm -hmm. um, I think it was like, right. As I moved down here to Georgia and that was the first time I ever really thought of myself as an entrepreneur. And then since then, you know, I've started to think about business differently a little bit. And so, you know, a, a lot of my goals are being tempered. Yeah. I say, yeah, I say all that to say that a lot of my goals are tempered when it comes to hunting. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a goal of killing a Turkey here in Georgia. I'm going to kill one of these Southern birds. <laughs> if it's the last thing I do. Um, I don't know how, but I'm going to find one. Is your son uh -huh. going to beat you to it or your daughter? There's a really good chance because I have actually, I have actually called an outfitter to see about hunting on their ground for youth season. Right. Um, and that's a, that's a conversation maybe for another day of why I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but there are no youth seasons on public land for turkeys down here. Oh, that's right. Weird. Yeah. And so it's not like I can just take them anywhere to get them a turkey. Right. Uh, so anyway, so they, my son and daughter may be, may both beat me to it. Um, but I, I do want to go on, on a out of state hunt this year. You and I have talked about an early season option, mm -hmm. uh, which I think would be really, really cool. If we can swing that, we've also talked about a, a rut option, which I think would be really cool. Yeah. And so, you know, if we can make one of those work, I'm, I'm kind of up in the air on that. I really want to figure out hunting here in Georgia. So of the hunting that I've done this year, um, I have not sat a single time for deer in Georgia yet. We still got a rut coming up, don't you? Or you're in full swing right now. So the rut is actually past where I'm at in Georgia. 
Oh, that's right. Bama. I do have, I, I have a rut in Alabama still to come. So I've, and I've hunted Alabama mm-hmm. this year. Uh, and I've hunted Wisconsin this year. My goal this year though, is to, to get the, for this coming fall is to get dialed in here in Georgia. I've got a 2000 acre lease that I haven't stepped foot on since the beginning of deer season. Right. Um, you know, and it's a crowded lease. There's a lot of guys on the lease, but you know, I really do want to get in there and, and make the most of the opportunities that I have because there are some really good deer out there. Well, it'd just be um, a shame so, to put the e-bike, you know, in the garage for a whole, you know, rest of the season, you know? Dude, I'm going to burn that e-bike. Up. <laughs> it is going to, yeah, it's going to get wild. So I've got all my trail cameras pulled out now. I've got all my batteries are ready to go. SD cards are ready. And as soon as I can string together a couple of days where I'm not out doing some consulting, I'm going to go put out a bunch of trail cameras and, and start getting these deer figured out down here. Awesome. I love it. That sounds like a great plan, man. Not to mention, yeah, I, I'm I'm especially fired up to see what you can get your kids into for turkeys. I'm really, really pumped for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be awesome, man. Um, and, you know, the places we're going to go, they're not they're not like an outfitter like some people might think of. It's basically mm-hmm. you're paying for access to good ground. Right. Essentially. And so uh, I'm excited for that. But, uh, yeah, so goals, just real, you know, whittle it all down. A turkey down south, a turkey for my kids, and figuring out the deer hunting right here closer to home so that I can have more of those opportunities. Uh, where I'm not having to travel quite as much for hunting because I'm traveling more for work. Right. Um, and so what about you, man? What are your, what are your goals for the year? If you had to list like your top three or whatever. Oh man. Um, I would like to do a, I, I want to do a, a Northern Wisconsin smallmouth fly fishing trip. Um, I'd like, there's a, a handful of rivers up there that have some really good smallie fishing. Um, I've got some buddies up there. One of them, uh, who's going to be guiding. I'm hoping to get him, uh, on here for an episode here shortly, but, uh, he's going to be guiding up there. He got a gig with one of the the fly shops up there. So I'm going to, I'm hopefully going to make a trip up there to do some fishing, um, for, uh, you know, personal enjoyment. Other than that, um, I want to get my buddy chance another turkey he shot his first bird with me last year i was able to call that in for him um i'd like to get uh his buddy carson who owns the property uh where we got that bird i'd like to get him a bird as a thank you as well um yeah i don't know you know i I, you know i obviously want to hopefully get a few turkeys uh myself and then for deer um you know, I, this is the first year I'm going to really be seriously looking out of state at some of those those options that you just mentioned there that you and I have been discussing um, off air. And so I'm, I'm very fired up for that. Um, the early season whitetail game has me really, really intrigued. Not necessarily, you know, there's part of me that's like, yeah, like if we can find like an early, early season, um, that'd be nice. But like there's there's a big part of me that wants to get on a nice buck um, in like October, like before they really get into that pre-rut mindset when they're still just kind of, you know, during the quote unquote lull um, 
I, I would really, really like to to figure one out for uh, for this season and and go from there. You know, at the end of the day, right. you know, those those goals change all the time, right? You know, it's yep. um, you, know, you, you never know what the season's going to bring in all that, and so I I think you know it'll start with getting a dough in September as it always does. And then we're just going to keep on going from there. But the out of state stuff has me really fired up and, you know, just, just continuing to progress as a hunter. I want to keep learning um, and, you know, just getting better and trying new things. And I think that's, and there's part of me that wants to go back to the, the public areas that I was in this year and really figure them out and try and get on a deer. But there's also parts of me that want to be like, yeah, you know, I, had my fun out there. Yeah, I didn't kill anything, but I want to go explore something new this year and just, you know, start from scratch completely and just see if I see how quickly I can kind of get my process dialed in and and all that. But you know, we'll see. Yeah. Makes sense. A lot of, a lot of time outdoors, I think. That's the yeah. That's the goal. And it's on it's yeah. looking like it'll happen. <clears throat> and I think and I think both of us just from a business goal, my goal this year or one of my big goals as far as business goes is just to to eliminate, you know, I've had my hands in a lot of things for the last couple of years, trying to see what sticks. And I want to begin to eliminate those things that are uh, either, you know, taking up too much of my time or maybe aren't as filling for me as some other things are so that I can mm -hmm. create more margin for those things that are, um, you know, becoming apparent that they are sticking or just the things that, you know, fill my cup up a little bit more. I want to spend more time doing that and less time doing the things that drain me and, uh, hopefully by by this you know by next fall so that you know I have more free time I'm able to say hey I've, I've eliminated the things that are unnecessary and now things are humming along quite nicely absolutely man that's a new year's resolution if I've ever heard one I'm right there with you I second that 100 percent yeah for sure awesome man well before we uh lose you to any any reception issues again here um Anything I'm I'm missing before we before we sign off for the week? I think that's it, man. Right on. Good stuff. Well, man, drive safe. Uh, good luck with your consultation, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it, man. That's all for this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig this show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts. While you're at it, if you could leave me a five-star review, I would very much appreciate that. You can also follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at the Wisconsin Sportsman or at How to Hunt Deer. That's also the best way to get a hold of me. Suggest topics, guests, or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show. Big thanks to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, and Onyx. Please go support the brands that support this show. And if you're looking for more great outdoor content, check out the sportsmansempire.com where you'll find my other podcast, the How to Hunt Deer podcast, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts. And until next time, make sure you make the time to get outside and enjoy the incredible natural resources that are ours as Wisconsin sportsmen. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.